Welcome to the Millennial Success Stories podcast, a space for millennial women entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and those who dare to forge their own path. My name is Jackie Kossoff, and I'm a marketing strategist and Facebook ads expert, multi-passionate entrepreneur, writer, traveler, and history lover. The mission of this podcast is to uplift, inspire, and empower young women to create a life that reflects their own version of success. I believe in sharing our experiences so we may learn from one another and grow together as a community. In season four, I invite you to join us as we explore how to bring more ease and simplicity into our businesses so we may create and enjoy more success in all areas of our lives. If you're ready to invest in growing your business through the power of Facebook ads, I encourage you to sign up for a complimentary consultation where we'll have the opportunity to connect personally. Now, without any further ado, for those of you ready to write your own success stories, let us begin. And always remember, success has no age requirement. And welcome to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. I am so excited to share this episode with you today. My guest for this episode is Stu Massengill, and he is a serial entrepreneur, CEO and founder of Finding Direction, coach, speaker, and a national trainer for Tony Robbins. So yes, Stu is our male guest for this season, and I just know you are going to so enjoy this episode. Stu shares so many profound insights from his own journey. He got started in entrepreneurship and reached incredible levels of success very young. So he definitely has some powerful insights for us. And he also shares a little bit of an inside look at what it's like behind the scenes at Tony Robbins. So I want to thank him for that insight as well. And I knew that some of you would be asking about that. So (laughs) I made sure that he shared a little bit. So I hope that you enjoy this episode, and before we dive in, I wanted to invite you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if this episode or any of our other episodes resonated with you. Leaving reviews really helps us get in front of other listeners who are on their own entrepreneurial journeys and could really use some inspiration. So thank you so much for your support, and without any further ado, let's get into my conversation with Stu. Hi, Stu. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Let's go ahead and have you kick us off. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, your business, what you do, and how you got to where you are today. Yes. So a little bit about myself. First off, again, to anybody that's listening, thanks for joining us today on the episode. I appreciate you giving us your time. But my name is Stu Massengill. I'm a coach. I'm a podcaster, a speaker. And I would say really the main thing that I, you know, help people with currently in my life is helping people kind of figure out like, what's the thing that you want to do with your life? What's the thing that lights you up in this world? And how do you start making that more real? Whether it's, you know, as an entrepreneur, right? Obviously you want to do something in your business that excites you. So helping people kind of figure out like, what's the North star that you want to start moving towards in your life? And that's what I do now. I also speak for Tony Robbins, who's a, you know, a a slightly well-known gentleman in the personal development world. And how I got here was to give the spark notes, you know, 10 years ago, I was introduced to the personal development world. I was 19 years old when I was introduced to it. And I used to be like this shy, quiet sort of, I'm I'm still introverted, but like the shy, quiet, introverted kid that didn't know how to be extroverted when he needed to be. So that was kind of like my life, you know, as I went through life and I still enjoyed life, but I, I honestly missed out on a lot, a lot of opportunities, whether that was for 
business or even just for like personal enjoyment in life, because I was just, I didn't really like talk to people a ton. If I didn't know you, I was never going to have a conversation with you. And then 10 years ago, when I got introduced to the personal development world, I really grabbed onto to the idea that you can do, have, or become anything that you want in your life. And so for me, I really started studying people, humans, communication, networking, like all these different types of things, as far as like, how do you actually interact with humans in a really beautiful way? So that even though I am introverted, I can be extroverted when I need to be. And obviously, you know, for anybody that's pursuing business or anyone that's listening to this that is an introvert pursuing business, it's like if you don't learn those extrovert capabilities, you are not going to be as successful as you want to be. Um, I had an early mentor when I got into this, this world of business, and he told me this one quote, and it changed the rest of my life. And I, I was visiting him for some stuff and I was walking out of the building and I said, Hey, if there's one piece of advice you can give me right now, you know, as I kind of take this next step in my business, what would it be? And he said, if you're shy, get over it. Cause it's costing you a fortune. And I took that to heart and I was like, I'm, I'm going to get over this shy thing that I have. And so I started getting really good with people. And eventually over the next four years, it led to building a business that we did about $8 million in revenue over four years. And I was able to you know, travel the world, speak on stages, which something for me prior to those four years was the biggest fear I ever had in my life, uh, just because I was this introverted kid. And it led to that. And so I did that for several years. And after doing that, I kind of, you know, decided to take a new path. And in that new path, traveled the world a bit more, got to, you know, explore life a little bit, definitely got the travel bug. And then eventually it led to kind of crossing paths with Tony Robbins. And so then I started speaking for Tony, you know, just on like, success principles and really everything he teaches, but doing it in a little bit of a smaller sense. And as I started doing stuff with Tony right before, um, that's really when I started everything that I'm doing today with Finding Direction, which is for anybody that's watching, there's a Finding Direction logo behind me. And that's, you know, basically we have a podcast where we help people figure out what they want to do with their life. We have, you know, programs we take people through coaching. I speak on universities now as well, kind of about figuring out your life. And so that's when that started as well. And that brings us to today. So that's everything in a spark note. <laughs> Long story, not short. Okay. Well, there is quite a few things that I would love to unpack there. So I guess for the first business that, that you started where you were able to get 8 million in sales, are you able to tell us a little bit more about what that was like specifically and how you think you were able to experience such great success when you were in, in your first business? Yeah. Actually? Yeah. Yeah. So the industry that I got in, excuse me, when I first started that business was something that's called the network marketing profession. And so for those people that are not familiar, basically what it is, is there's a larger company and they create a product. And then you do basically your own branding, marketing, sales, like you have your own business within a business. You just don't have the product that you're physically making. Somebody else is doing it for you. And I, I think, and I've seen this stay true with even things I do today is I think what really helped me become successful in that business, you know, somewhat quickly is I'm a massive believer in the fundamentals. I think a lot of the times people try to complicate things and make them complex. And the, the reality is complexity is the enemy of execution. The more complex you make something, the less likely you are to act on it. And obviously the less action, the less results you get in any business that you have. And so for me, and anything I always do, I always look at, okay, what are like the fundamental things that I need to know to build this and to be successful in something? And then I just hammer the, the, the fundamentals. It's like, you know, John Wooden, who 
was they call him one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. I think he won like 10 out of 12 NCAA championships. And one of the big things for him is he would have people practice, you know, free throws without a basketball and, and just little things, you know, there's football coaches that the day they start on the, on the field, they say, this is a football and you're a football player. You're like, yeah, obviously I'm a professional football player. I know what a football is, but they have such a just conviction on, you need to know the fundamentals. And if you master the fundamentals and do the fundamentals better than anybody else, you will be successful. So I think that's really for me, what allowed me to be successful in that. And even as I do other things, that's something I'm always looking at. It's like, what are the fundamentals? Don't try to make it this crazy complex thing to prove to yourself that you're smart. What are the basics and master those? Awesome. Awesome. I think it's like, yeah, it's so important for us to remember that we can simplify <laughs> almost yeah. anything and make things, make our lives easier, make our businesses easier. And yeah, a lot of times that, that is where, where we'll be able to, to connect with people too. Cause yeah, I think we're all able to get to that simple place. It's just whether, whether other people are at the more complicated place that you're, <laughs> that you're creating for yourself, that's probably where it gets a little messy, but yeah. Okay. Awesome. So next question that I have I think for many of us, I feel in the entrepreneur space, you know, we kind of see Tony Robbins, whether you're like super into him and you listening to him all the time. I personally don't like, obviously a lot of people around me do, yeah. but you know, I think it can be really easy to sort of, you know, put like, put him on a pedestal or like, you know, look at these things. So in terms of, you know, for you, like being on his team, speaking for him, like yeah. what sort of insights can you give us into, you know, kind of whether it's like that world or just like Tony Robbins, like in general, like the icon versus like, yeah. you know, and how that experience has been for you. Because I think a lot of people would be like, oh my gosh, you, you speak for Tony Robbins. Like you must be like, <laughs> you know, that must be like the best thing ever or something like that. So yeah, yeah just kind of like demystifying it for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. So two things that I would say from that uh one is i think a more practical thing some of your listeners can take in like you know if you're running a business that sort of massively will change the trajectory and the success and the results that you have in your business that i've learned from tony and again it stays in alignment with like the basics the fundamentals and one of the fundamental things tony always shares is that in business in general 80 percent of your success comes from your mindset and 20 percent comes from your mechanics and again, sometimes we get so fixated on this is the thing we need to do, or this is the how, or all the mechanical things that we need to do to be successful in a business. And we don't focus as much on the mindset. Like another way it can be said is the, the chokehold on any business. So if you are listening to this, the chokehold on your business today is the psychology of the leader, AKA is your psychology, right? The chokehold on any business is the psychology of the leader. So I think really what people need to do is look at that 80% that's the mindset and you need to really like study that. You need to practice that daily because too often in business, what I've seen from a lot of people is people know what to do, but then they don't do it. Like you may know exactly what you need to do to get to the next level of your business. Maybe it's make more phone calls, do more prospecting, right? Whatever it is, put yourself out there more. Like so many people know and maybe not perfectly, but you have an idea of what you need to do to get to the next level. But then a lot of the time people don't do it. Right. And I've been mm -hmm. there myself as well, where it's like, you have things you should do and you don't do it. And I think the way you start to make that shift is again, just focusing on the mindset. So I think that's something kind of as one piece that anybody listening to this, it's like, ask yourself, how much are you working on your mindset versus the mechanics and make sure that 
most of the time you're working on your mindset. Obviously, mechanics are important, but if you work harder on yourself than you do on your business, that's really going to start to help some things. And I guess to answer your question as far as, and maybe let me know if I got this question correctly, but it's like, what does it look like on the inside of this world? If that's the question you're asking? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so like, yeah, because I think we see, we see a certain story from the outside. Like, and so it's like, what does it look like on the inside? Yeah. 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 So I would say on the inside, really one of the coolest parts, kind of a different, a few different pieces is like one of the things I do with Tony is I train teams, but I also kind of like introduce people to this like personal development world. And I get to introduce people to Tony Robbins and really what he does in a deeper sense. So one of the things that's really cool on the inside is I'm such a believer in like in life, don't just chase money, chase fulfillment, like chase a life that lights up your soul that like make your makes your soul smile every single day in the morning every single day throughout all of your day and that's hands down one of the coolest parts i think of being part of this ship that tony's created is creating that impact like really getting to help people not change their life a little bit change their life massively by introducing them to this stuff and that's one of the most beautiful things is being part of that and then i think one of the other really interesting parts of being on the inside is just especially in the last two years, you know, as COVID unfailed, kind of mm-hmm. unfolded and all that, is just watching Tony operate from the inside. It's, it's been a, you know, like a, a first, front, first front row seat in, you know, one of the craziest times that, for, at least in my life, that I've ever mm-hmm. been through, right? Being through COVID and having the world shut down and being able to just like watch how did he operate in that? Like, how did he show up? And um, I, I, like, I know for certain that throughout the rest of my life, because I was able to watch him from the inside navigate through this, these past uh, two years, it's something that I'll take for the rest of my life. So, I mean, overall, it's a really cool culture to be a part of, you know, we get to help people and change people's lives and that's massively fulfilling and rewarding. So it's, it's a really, it's a really fun thing to be a part of for sure. Yeah. Awesome. I think you, I mean, I guess you sort of answered my, my next question. I was going to ask, like, what was the biggest lesson that you've learned in your time with Tony? So was that like, would you say that was, you know, kind of the answer you gave before just about like mindset or what, huh. is there something else? <laughs> the biggest thing I've taken away from working with Tony, I would say is yeah, one, definitely watching him throughout that process. But I would say the other thing is like, like I teach people about Tony's work multiple times a day in my different trainings. And when you say something often enough, you, you like, you have to listen to it because you are saying it, you know what I mean? So it's like Mm -hmm. when I'm teaching people all these different parts of like business and your mindset, and how do you start to like move through these roadblocks that you create for yourself unconsciously, as I'm teaching people this, I'm like, holy crap, this thing's going on in my life. And that's my roadblock. And so it's like, I do these workshops in, in these trains for people, you know, multiple times a day. So I am going through these workshops multiple times a day myself. So I would say that's, that's one of the biggest things is like continuous development has been one of the biggest things I've taken from it. And, and again, just coming back to this 20, 2080, right? 20% mechanics, 80% mindset. Um, and just making sure that for myself, as I do my own things as well, it's, it's just working on that mindset a lot. Awesome. Okay. So more about your business, more about finding direction. How, how do you work with clients and, you know, so what, what does that look like? Yeah. So at a, at a high level sort of overview, we have like a four-step method we take people through and it's called the love method. And the reason it's called the love, again, if anybody's watching this with a sign behind me, it says, do what you love. I'm a big believer in like, 
There's so many opportunities in this world that you should not settle for doing something that you hate. And there's way too many people that do that. There's way too many people that, you know, do something that you don't really enjoy. And we kind of have a society, unfortunately, it's like, oh, well, you know, what do you do? And you're like, yeah, I do this thing and I don't really like it, but like, it's, you know, it's, it's what I do for my work and my career. And like, you know, I don't really love it, but it's just work. I'm someone that's like BS, right? Like you have one life. You should do something that you actually love. You should wake up in the morning excited. And if you're not, you need to look yourself in the mirror and understand like you're creating the misery that you have in your life. You are a hundred percent responsible for it because there's so much opportunity in the world for you to do something that you actually enjoy that if you're not, you can make all the excuses in the world. I, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't born in the right family. I didn't have the right culture. I didn't, there's so many things, but the reality is if you want to create a life that you really love, there's endless possibilities. So I say all that in saying that the method we have is called the love method. And really what we do through that and kind of walk people through, depending, you know, if you're um, at one of the speaking engagements I do, or if you're a one-on-one client or part of our group programs is the L stands for learn. And it's all about like, when you want to figure out what you want to do with your life, the first thing you really need to do is you need to learn about yourself. Because so many times we set the goals and the things we want to achieve in our life from an external standpoint. We go, this person, you know, did that and it looked cool. So I'm going to go do that. We said, well, if I do this, it can make my friends proud or my parents proud. If I did this, my friends think I, I would be cool. And we so often, what I see is we try to do things from an external standpoint when really we need to flip it and look internally, say, what do we like? What do we love? What do we hate? What do we want more of less of in our life? And as we really begin to learn about ourselves and grow our self-awareness, that's when we begin to actually start moving. So that's kind of what we do in that step. The O stands for outreach, just because I'm a massive believer that in life, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And if you want to get to a next level in your business, it's not that you need more information. You need to find the right who, the right person that can help you learn that faster. So in the O, we teach people, how do you, how do you get your who to start interacting with you, right? Like, how do you have someone that can help you in your business, like want to actually help you. And it's, it's really cool when you connect with the right person and we teach people how to do that. And then V stands for value. And what value stands for is kind of two pieces. One, owning your own value, right? Because I think sometimes, you know, I've seen this again in life is people make transitions in their life. You start to question yourself a little bit. You go, well, I've been doing this thing, but I don't know if I could really do that thing that well. Um, so we teach you like, how do you own the value that you have, right? How do you regain that confidence of who you are and your capabilities and what you can do in this world? Because if you take a step forward in your life from a, we'll just say deflated place, right? A, a non-confident place, you will make totally different actions and decisions in your life than if you are confident in an inflated place in your life, <laughs> if that makes sense. So the first piece is we teach you how do you own your own value, recognize it. And then the second kind of piece of that is how do you then showcase that to the world, right? Like how do you show the world or the person you're connecting with or whatever it be, the value that you have. And then the E just stands for experience. And that's all about how do you have more love, more joy, more happiness, passion in your life every single day? Because there's a lot of things you can do where, you know, again, if anybody's listening to this, who's like an achiever, which if you listen to a podcast and you're an entrepreneur, I would say you're probably an <laughs> achiever. Is sometimes as achievers, we have this mentality of like, go, 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 do, 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 go, 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 do, 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 go, 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 do, do, do. And we just continuously stay on this thing when the reality is one of the most beautiful parts of life is celebration. Right. Is it like there's the cliche saying they say it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And so really what we, you know, help people kind of experience in this e experience portion 
is how do you start enjoying your moment more right now in your life? Too many times people say, when I get there, I'll be happy. When I get here, I'm going to have more joy. When I get here, I'm going to finally love myself. And you get there. And once you get there, you finally realize like, well, who's the person that says you get to be happier when you get there? Who's the person that says you get to have more joy? Who's the person that gets to say you finally feel loved when you achieve that thing? And the answer is it's you. So rather than waiting however many months or weeks or years it takes you to achieve this thing, why not make a decision to start enjoying life more today? And so that's, that's kind of what we do in that. And so that's kind of, again, in a, a long story, not so short, the process that we take people through, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really a beautiful thing to, you know, help people actually do something that they're excited about. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, that sounds, that sounds amazing. And I want to ask, well, specifically, I want to ask about the, the O piece, so the outreach. Yeah. All right. So I, yeah, totally, totally agree that, you know, people are, you know, one of the best ways to help you get success. Like it takes a village essentially, right? Like you're not, no one yeah. is doing this on their own. Right. And I just know the, you know, the growth that I've been able to experience, you know, with collaborating with others and yeah. I'm part of like so many different networking groups, <laughs> but what would you say is kind of like your uh, number one piece of advice for people in that outreach section? Like how can someone start, you know, reaching out, even if it's just to one other person, what could that look like? What steps should they take? Yeah. yeah. I would <laughs> say if there's one thing people take away from hearing this, when it comes to like outreaching, networking with people is the number one thing is go to give mm. too many people go to network or go to outreach or meet people. And it's, Hey, can you help me with this? I got this thing going on. Can mm -hmm. you share this? Can, can, can you, you know, get me this gig? Can you help me connect with this person? Like whatever it is. So many times people go to get, and because that's how 99% of people network and outreach. When you go, you're just another person doing the same exact thing. So the way you want to differentiate yourself is go and find a way to give, add value, find a way that you can pour into them. I mean, depending the the depth of the networking that you're going to do, like sometimes that means researching this person. What does their world look like? What are the things where you think you could start to help them with? And coming to them, either proposing this, or even if you want to go deeper, again, it, there's different levels of how you do it, but maybe even already creating something that can actually help them, right? If you come to someone, mm -hmm. you say, hey, you do this thing in your business. This is what I do. Um, I actually put this thing together. I think it could be really helpful for you. I just wanted to give it to you. You know, you, you've helped me in my life. You've inspired me to get to where I am in my life today. And I just wanted to give this to you as just like a thank you. And if you do that, and again, sometimes you go to that context, sometimes you do much less and you say, hey, can I buy you lunch? Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Right? That's still a way that you're adding value, still a way you're giving. But when you come from that sense, they're going to respond to you differently because you didn't come to get like majority of the people do. You came to give. And then once you open the connection, then there's different things you can do to really start to like actually create a genuine relationship there. And obviously genuine is a huge part of all of this. Don't mm -hmm. go to give if you're, you know, have some, you know, like ulterior motive or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go to give, be genuine, be authentic. And there's, there's even laws around this. There's something called the law of reciprocity. And it means when you give, it always will come back. Maybe not from that same person, but somewhere in the world, it will come back to you. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> and all right. So I guess, yeah, I'll just ask about, about the E, the experience part as well. What would you say to, you know, someone who may be out there and kind of had been in that mindset before, right? Like when I get to point B, like that's when I'll be happy or, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. What can we do to start figuring out 
how we even want to enjoy our experiences in life. Because I think a lot of times we may not even really have asked ourselves like what what we want yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. So I would say there's two sort of pieces when it comes to the experience that I'll share. And one, and it, this is going to sound, you know, probably somebody said this probably on the podcast before, but it really is gratitude, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's every single day. I always encourage people, you know, wake up and write three to five, maybe 10 things down that you're grateful for. And it's having that center and that appreciation for everything in your life right now. So that's one simple thing is wake up, write down three things you're grateful for. Super simple. The second piece that I would say when it comes to experiencing more joy, fulfillment, all those things in your life is stop telling yourself you need to achieve this big thing to feel something good. Like there's, there's studies they've done that almost every astronaut that's gone to the moon um, or gone in space, when they come back, they get depressed, right? It's also mm -hmm. with a lot of Olympians. They go, they achieve this massive thing and whether they win or if they lose, a lot of Olympians come back and they come back depressed. And the reason is because they're, part of their life was I need to achieve this massive thing in my life, go to the moon, fly to space to finally feel accomplished. Mm -hmm. And if we go through our life and we always try to have these massive things be the thing that makes us feel good inside, we're cheating ourselves, right? It's like, you want to ask yourself, you know, they say the person that's truly happy in this world, isn't the person that finds happiness from going to the moon. It's the person that finds joy in someone's smile every single day. So to ask yourself, what are the little things you can find joy, you can find happiness, you can celebrate. And one sort of practical thing people can take from that is at the end of your day, ask yourself, what were three things that I crushed it at today? What were three things that were a success? What were three things that brought me joy, right? And if you start to put more awareness on that, you're going to start to notice that you're going to start to enjoy your life more because that's, that's the focus that you're starting to put your life into. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's see. Let's get into some of the success questions that yeah. that we ask on the show. So first one, which is my personal favorite, what is your personal definition of success? Hmm. My definition of success is success is the pursuit of a worthy ideal or goal. So I don't define success as monetary. I think finally, as a culture, we're starting to shift that, which is a beautiful thing, right? It's not as much anymore. Like, oh, well, if you make this money, you're successful. People realize that happiness and, and like, there's, there's many other pieces of that. So for me, you know, a pursuit of a worthy ideal or goal, it's like, if you know what you want in your life and you're successfully pursuing that thing, then I think that's success. Yeah. Yeah. And so has your definition of success, has it evolved over the years or how has it evolved? I should probably say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say over the last seven or so years, it's stayed it stayed around that. Okay. But before that, really a big success for me was it was like the money. It was like, you know, mm -hmm. you, for me, it was six figures specifically. It was like, if I make six figures, I'm going to be successful. And then when I was 20 years old, I think it was so weird to say that that feels like <laughs> a long time ago. But when I was 20, I, I started making six figures and it was like, I remember I woke up one day and I was like, okay, literally nothing is different in my life today. <laughs> like, you know, like nothing really changed. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to realize, like, you know, they say money doesn't buy you happiness, but everybody wants to find out for themselves. And mm -hmm. I was really fortunate that at, you know, 20 years old, I was able to find out for myself that like, okay, you can make this money and not have it fix everything in your life and make you happy and make you, you know, all these other things. So I would say 
once I achieved that, I, I really started to shift, you know, the perspective for me of like, okay, what does success actually mean? And it, it just became a much more full definition. Yeah. I think that's great insight to have, like from those who've been there, <laughs> you know, being able to, to give that insight. So, yeah. All right. So what achievements do you consider to be your biggest successes? And this can be in business and life. Hmm. I would say one that I go back to somewhat often because it was just a beautiful time in my life is in the first business that I was in, I had, again, my goal was six figures. Mm-hmm. And part of that was when I achieved that, I was going to message basically like the conference directors, the people that were putting this annual conference together we had. And if I hit my goal in time, I was going to send them a message and say like, hey, let me speak on stage. It was in front of, I think, 4,000 people at that time. And still public speaking was one of my biggest fears, but I knew at this point that you want to push into your discomfort. You want to push towards resistance because that's how you grow. So it's like, if I achieve this goal, I'm going to message them. I'm going to say, Hey, I just achieved this thing. I would love it if I could come, you know, share some things that I've learned on stage at this conference. And so I sent them a message and, you know, they said yes. And I went and I was able to go speak on the stage. It was my first, you know, really big speaking engagement. And it was awesome. And it was like, from that moment, that was a light bulb for me that was like, all right, speaking is something that's going to be in my life. I'm going to be able to help people in a a beautiful way in that sense. So I would say that was one of my big achievements. Another big achievement is when I was 24, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer and today I'm healthy. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's life, that's health. That's, you know, if I'm better on my health, I'm dead. So I would say that's, that's something for me as well. That was like, you know, obviously a big achievement to say, okay, I, I no more cancer. I'm healthy in life today. Yeah. I would say yeah. those, those are a few Do, doing work with Tony Robbins. That's another one. Yeah. Those, those are a few that I'm proud of. I would say. Yeah. No, really good. Actually. Sorry. I was just my cousin. I have a cousin who passed away from complications with testicular cancer at a very young age. Unfortunately, he, yeah, he didn't take care of himself when he was diagnosed. So definitely very something, <laughs> something to, to be proud of. So yeah. yeah. And, and side note to any guys that are listening to this, or if you're a girl and you got a guy, just remind them to, Hey, go get a checkup. You know what I mean? Like, like check in on your body, your, your guys downstairs, <laughs> because it's better to be safe than sorry. I, I fortunately mm-hmm. was able to catch it early. You know, it did spread a little bit throughout my body, but I, I think I caught it early enough where, you know, we're able to do something about it, but it's a good and very important reminder to say, Hey, remember to, you know, pay attention to what's going on in your body. Yeah. And for ladies, right. With, you know, mm-hmm. breast cancer and things like that. It's like also ladies, you know, check up on yourself. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we can, yeah, kind of get a little bit back on, on track here. So have you, you've achieved, you know, a lot of success in your life and also in a very you know short period of time at a you know relatively young age. So would you say you've achieved your ideal level of success yet and, and why or why not? My ideal level of success, I think, is always a goal moving forward. <laughs> um, you know, it's like Matthew McConaughey, right? He gave one of his uh, Academy Award. Is Academy Award the one you do for movies or is it yeah. Oscars? Okay, it's, it's Academy. the okay. Academy Awards and Oscars, the same thing. The, the Oscar is like, I think, the trophy and the Academy Awards. Oh, uh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Something, I'll, yeah, you know, just from living in LA, but yeah. <laughs> okay, I always get confused. So like he won, you know, one of those awards and he said, in part of his speech, he's like, someone asked me once, who's my hero? And he said, my hero is me in five years. And so I, you know, I think I'd like to take a similar approach to that where it's like, do I qualify? Would I say I'm successful? I guess, yes, I would say I do feel successful. And I would 
say I'm successful, but I always believe in like having high standards and having big goals in your life. So I think, you know, regardless of where I'm at, I'm always going to have that next level. I think everybody in life, regardless of if you're making $50,000 a year, you're making $500,000 a year, you're making $500 million a year. Like there's always a next level. So for me, I'm successful. I would say I see myself as that, but I, I have a lot more things that I want to do, be, give to, to make a positive impact on the world. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so speaking of those things, <laughs> what does your next level of success look like? And so this could be for your business. This could be in life. Yeah. Really any, any area that you want to share. Yeah. I would say one of the big focuses that I have right now is just speaking on different college university campuses. So it's something we've been doing, you know, different universities at UCLA. So I was actually in your neighborhood okay, um, yeah. two weeks ago. And so just coming on college campuses and, you know, I think college and that sort of space in your life, like you're trying to figure out what do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of scaling that and getting on more campuses all over the country. And I would say that's part of the next level of success. And then just continuing to grow like our coaching programs our podcast and continue to grow those. That's what the next level looks like. Yeah. 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 More, more impact. Yeah. Always awesome. Awesome. No, love that. I volunteered on college campuses for a number of years, actually. So love it. I really, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's just like a rewarding thing, I think, to be able to, you know, help people who are in that stage in their lives. And I know it's something I've missed, like COVID and everything, especially out here. Yeah. Wasn't really able to do that as much, but people are great. Yeah. They're finally <laughs> back to being in person, which is nice. Yeah. Especially in LA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. And so then what advice would you give other, and I usually say young women, but it could also be young men as well, who are just starting out on their personal journeys to success. Yes. And this would be for someone, I'm going to give advice for someone who's like an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this, right. So for someone, whether you are already running a business and your business is up and running and successful or someone who's kind of getting their feet off the ground, I would say one of the biggest things you want to start to ask yourself as you get to this next level of your business is something, for some reason, the 2080s are just showing up in today's conversation, <laughs> but it's like the 2080 rule when it comes to your business and asking yourself, like, what are 20% of the things you do that produce 80% of the results in your business? And so many times, you know, obviously there's a lot of different running pieces to a business and there's a lot of different things you need to do. And if you're starting off in a business, you're probably doing all of them. So there's a lot of different balls to juggle. And even if you have a team and stuff like that, you're still got a lot of different things you're doing in a business, right? So it's, it's, it's a lot of time you got to put into it. And so what I would say is ask yourself, what are 20% of the things you're doing that are producing 80% of the results in your business? And how can you start to put more focus on that? Someone taught me these three rules. And I think they massively changed my business. I think they can be helpful for any other entrepreneur as well. And they're called the three D's and it's do it, defer it and delegate it. So it's like, what are the things in your business that you need to do? You need to do not somebody else can do it. You need to do. What are those things? What are the things that you need to do, but you don't need to do them right now and defer those to do them later. And then what are the things that need to get done in your business, but you don't necessarily need to do it. And you want to delegate those things because if you are putting 100% of your time into five activities and four of them move the business, like they move the things in the business, but they don't really move the needle forward in a big way. But you answered that question, you go, okay, well, 20% of what I do, which is this one thing of the five things I do, that's what brings us more clients. That's what brings us more revenue. That's what grows the business. Do more of that, double down on that, 
and find a way to delegate these other four things. Maybe at first you say, Stu, there's no way I could delegate all those. Delegate one. <laughs> Start by delegating mm -hmm. one and put time into the four things. As you get those four things going and you help this, you know, maybe person you bring on or volunteer, there's ways to, if you're starting off in a business, there's ways to get interns for free. So you don't mm -hmm. even need to pay somebody. You can literally have somebody do this for free for you, right? Obviously there's more training and stuff that comes with that. But I would say, ask yourself the 2080 rule. Look at what do you need to do? What do you need to defer? What do you need to delegate? And if you start to look at your business through that lens, I think that's, you know, obviously there's many things you could do to grow a business and kind of get to that next level. But I think that's one foundational thing that people can start to look at in their business, focus more on the 20%, and that's going to really help you start to grow your business. Oh, yeah, no, that's great. Thank you so much for that. So this has been such a wonderful conversation and I want to make sure that all our listeners know how to get in touch with you. So where can people connect with you, whether on the web, social media, all that good stuff? I would say the two best places. One, we have a podcast ourselves. So for anybody that wants another podcast to add to your podcast list called Finding Direction, spelled just like Finding Direction. <laughs> And we, you know, put out two episodes a week. We do guest solo episodes. So anybody that wants to hang out with us, we'd love to have you over there, join our community. And then the second place is just Instagram. That's kind of where I spend most of my time. It's Stu Massengill, S-T-U-M-A-S-S-E-N-G-I-L-L. -S -S -E I know it's a hard sort of last name to spell, but yeah, find me on Instagram. And if anybody listened to this, if you have any questions or anything that I can do to support you, please send me a message on Instagram. I'm, I'm, you know, try my best to respond quickly, usually within, you know, 48 hours or so. So if you have a question, send a message on Instagram, happy to help you, whether that's for business, personal, you know, anything that I can do to support, add value to anyone listening to this in your life would be happy to do that. But I would say those are the two best places if you want to come, come hang out a little bit more. Amazing. Thank you so yeah. much. And we will have those in the show notes so that people can connect. Love so, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for such a wonderful episode. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I massively, massively appreciate it. I've enjoyed our conversation thoroughly. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. I would love to invite you to join our growing community of fellow millennial women entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs inside our free Facebook group, the Millennial Success Society. I also love connecting with fellow women entrepreneurs on Instagram. Find me at Jackie Kossop underscore LA. Feel free to send me a DM with any suggestions for future episodes or questions you'd like answered on the show. For all the latest show updates, exclusive resources for our listeners, or to apply to become a guest on the show, please visit the Millennial Success Stories podcast page on my website at www.jackiekossop.com slash podcast. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.